back. We are brown kids. Man, witty. We are so witty. And every time we say it, I'm just like, man, we were so smart to come up with that. <laughs> I mean, we're not like Kanye level geniuses, but we can think of something every now and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's introduce ourselves. Um, so I'm Jay. I'm one of the brown kids. Mm-hmm. One of two. One of two. That number two is the other brown kid, although I don't like associating number two with brown people. But anyway, I'm the second dude. My name is Patrick. <laughs> What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? So, like, we've been doing this podcast for a little bit, and then we got busy. You know, real so life busy. real life came up and was like, yo, 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 stop having fun. And we were like, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> but we're back, uh, and we're here to talk about some stuff. Yeah. So it people have been asking me when we're going to come back. So I do feel bad that we haven't been consistent because we we, we came out the gate strong. Really strong. And it, it's easier to do when you're in the same area code. I realize this. But yeah, even still, like I I feel like we've dropped the ball. So I want to apologize to, you know, all three listeners of our podcast that we did not. Uh, we are having at least four <laughs> listeners right now. Oh, that's true. No, because of the content that I'm going to put up before this, they'll be like, oh, what were they going to say? But let it be known that we had a plan of this pod to talk about J. Cole, right? <laughs> we're well, he dropped an album, so we're, we're definitely going to talk about that the whole time, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it's like really the only relevant thing that's happened in the past week. <laughs> I mean, KOD is only like the most fire record in these streets right now, okay? Cole is trending K-O-D. worldwide constantly. He broke records, like Spotify's excited, Apple Music is excited, people are streaming his shit. True. This is true. But nah. <laughs> but nah. But it actually turns out something else did happen this past <laughs> week. Uh, Patrick, uh, did you hear something about someone on Twitter? Yeah, I'm in these tweet streets. So, you know, I, I heard a couple things. Um, there, was, there was a grand return of... One of my favorite people, probably my favorite person that I've never actually met, if, if I can say that. Kanye West, he returned to the tweet streets and has some stuff to say. Yeah. And like, so, you know, I'm not on that social media game. So, you know, I'm just getting these headlines like, yo, Kanye West is on Twitter. And I was like, oh, hey. And Patrick, you know, screenshotting tweets and sending my way. And we're both getting pumped up. We are excited. So excited. So excited. <laughs> I even then, made a, I made an IG story about it. It was a miracle, you know. Everyone knows the miracle that I experienced because I put it up on social media. Well, why don't you why don't you tell us about that miracle? Okay, for those who don't know, um, I was texting a, a great friend of mine. Um, I won't say her name because she'd be super embarrassed. But I was texting a good friend of mine, just saying like I was thinking about her and I wish we could like have lunch or something. And then the second thing I said was like, also, you know what? I have a feeling in my gut, in my gut of guts that Kanye is about to drop an album way sooner than people think he's going to. And the reason why I think that is because deep in my soul, I know that I need that new Kanye record. And whenever I need it, Kanye comes through, he drops heat, and it just keeps me going creatively and emotionally. As I am texting her, okay, because I'm a huge Kanye stan and I'm in these tweet streets, I get the the Twitter notification that Kanye says, album dropping June, what is it, 1st or 8th or whatever. And I was like, yo, 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 are you serious right now? Like, you're actually going to drop that info as I am, like, prophesying about your dropping? 
And uh, it just continued to roll out. Like he was dropping like all the dates that are coming from good music over the summer. And I was so jazzed about that. I, I was literally on the verge of tears. Um, but that's just, again, speaks to the level to which Kanye has touched my life and continues to. And this will be an important context as we move forward in this conversation. Uh, but we lost it. We were so excited. So excited. Oh, my God. Albums. Kanye. Pusha. Kid Cudi. Tiana Taylor. Ugh. Nas. What <laughs> Nas? Nas? Oh, my God. Oh, Nas, easy is, beats. Nas is known for picking out some bad beats. But you know with Kanye there, oh, my goodness. What could happen? And so me and Patrick were super excited. And then I get a text from my woke white friends. You've heard their names before. <laughs> Ian and Ashley text me and are like, hey, what's the deal with this Candace Owens sitch? And I was like, what? And I text Patrick. And I'm like, yo, I just saw this tweet. And Patrick's like, yo, I got things to process. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. Because um, I had only seen Candace Owens speak like once or twice, and it was very brief. Because usually when people like that start talking, I, I tune out. Uh, and I wasn't sure exactly what he meant by what he said. I believe his quote was something like, I like some of the things that Candace Owens has to say, or something like that, right? No, no, he said, I like, so what he said was, uh, and I don't have the exact quote, but he said, but he said, what he said was more along the lines of, I like the way Candace Owens thinks. Um, oh, the way she and which thinks, is why right, me. Right. Patrick and I both had our own theories on exactly what Kanye was trying to say, <laughs> as did the rest of the world. <laughs> and as I began to rage read uh, ideas and thoughts about what was going through Kanye's mind, um, Patrick was processing on his own time, I was. Which, was, which was probably a good call because the next day, Kanye said something else. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do you want to fill us in? <laughs> Is that when we got into uh, "I support my brother," Trumpito? Sounds exactly correct. Yeah, that was hard, man. Um, but yeah, so he started going into, I believe, as a reaction to the backlash of the Candace Owens thing, he decided to double down on his former Trump statements of support. And uh, lash back at the extreme leftist reaction to him and say that, well, not only do I feel Candace Owens on her thought process about stuff sometimes, I also love our current president. He's my brother. I support him, man. Make America great again. And they share some dragon energy. They do. They do. It, which is a statement that I haven't fully been able to unpack and understand. Yes. So now before we dive in, and first of all, if this is the first you're hearing about the Kanye Trump situation, you, you got to log on to a website now and again. <laughs> this is true. Jay is completely off of social media almost. And even he is following the story, which this um, is amazing. Yes, very closely. <laughs> uh, I actually think that this story has brought me back into the uh, fold of the 24-hour news cycle, um, which was something that I had pushed off for uh, for a few months, actually. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, it's got its pluses and minuses. Nice uh, we should but, also say that this can, this whole pod could be absolutely dated as soon as uh, we record it, because things are still happening in real time. So thing, 
so much is happening in real time. <laughs> but Patrick and I are both, you know, we actually plan to do this pod on Thursday. Yeah. And more Sunday. things have happened since Thursday, and we are both so glad we waited because Kanye has added some additional information into the mix, which helps us in regards to as we as we sit back and pontificate. Uh, it's going to help us provide better context today. Hundred percent. So, as you all know, all of our avid listeners and fans, we love nuance. So, before we deep dive into this. Um, Patrick, everyone has an opinion on this Kanye situation. Yeah, I've heard a lot of them in the last few days. And there's there's a lot there's a lot of negativity out there about about what Kanye is saying, and and for good reason. But I want to ask you this question: as everyone puts out their own two cents on Kanye and the way he's thinking, are all of these opinions valid? Like, does everyone get to have their two cents on this situation? Oof. Well, that probably depends on what you mean by validity. Like valid, valid to whom? Valid to me? <laughs> so you mean? Because the answer is no, zero. Zero of them are valid to me. <laughs> I love that. Um, and the reason I ask that is like, so part of what we are about to do, what you and I are about to embark on as we talk about Kanye, as you already know, Patrick has an intimate, close emotional and metaphysical connection to Kanye West. Like he predicted... <laughs> the album before it before it was announced like so this is this is a t- this is a level of connection that none of us can can, can compete with um <laughs> maybe maybe kim could compete with you on that but you know I, I just don't know i don't know their relationship that well so um whereas most people and so and i'll say for myself i love kanye west i have been one of those staunch defenders and when the tweet about our president came out. My shield started to break down. Oh no! It was it was a hard moment for me. Oh no! Um, and we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna get into that. Uh, but this this is important and this matters uh, because most people who are thinking about Kanye West, who are talking about Kanye West, who are putting in their two cents about what it means that Kanye has expressed support for Trump are not speaking from a place of empathy. They're not speaking from a place of understanding Kanye the person. They're not speaking from a place of understanding Kanye the artist. They give lip service to this idea that Kanye is this superstar, but they don't actually embrace his journey, what that means about who he is, and the context that fills out that statement. So, what we have to say... (laughs) Is way more important than anyone else's opinion. <laughs> you tell him, Jay. You tell him, man. I was like nodding in agreement with everything you were saying, and then when you dropped that, I'm like, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So but, let's talk. <laughs> well, let me just say that um, I sort of believe that to be true. I mean, it's tongue in cheek, but I kind of believe it to be true, only because. Before now, even when we were just having the regular Kanye arguments that we do about, you know, like Taylor Swift or if Kanye West is an asshole or, you know, the things that people used to say, we'll still say, maybe more now than ever. Whenever I would engage in conversations about that and talk about the context in which they were forming those opinions, most of them had never heard him speak uh, outside of something he said on a stage or had never listened to uh, a body of Kanye's work at all. So... 
it's difficult to take what they say seriously if they're if they're hyper focusing context on remarks and not uh, sort of considering an entire corpus of a person. Yes. And we're going to come back to that. Right now, we're going to roll with this idea, right? That you and I are coming from this this perspective of trying to understand, appreciate, and, and comprehend the nuance of Kanye. Yes. Um, I'm going to read a quote from one of the pieces that I read. Oh, um, shoot. And Actual I want, homework for the pod. I love it. Okay, go ahead. And, and I want... I want I want your response to this. I actually already know what your response is going to be, but I want to hear it out loud, so it's cool. <laughs> okay. All right. So this was an interview on Pitchfork uh, between uh, this dude named Jeffrey McClune, who teaches a Kanye course. Um, and he, he is responding to a question uh, that was posed by the Pitchfork person. So he said, uh, liberals went after Taylor Swift for never saying anything about her politics during the rise of Trump. Why would they give Kanye the benefit of the doubt here? And Jeffrey McClune's response was, I actually don't think that we've given him the benefit of the doubt. Giving him the benefit of the doubt is understanding that his mother's death was never resolved in his head, and he probably sees himself as accountable for that death. Giving him the benefit of the doubt is recognizing that his wife was at the hands of robbers and gunpoint at a moment that he could not actually do anything. Giving him the benefit of the doubt is realizing that he just got off of a rehabilitation stint and is spending time with his kids and trying to make sense of the world within that context rather than giving over to public popular visibility. Giving him the benefit of the doubt is also recognizing that in context of black iconography in this country, it is always easier to deem black folks crazy than it is to understand the complex layering that is a person like Kanye West. Oof. Oof. Can I sign up for that class? Is registration still open? For real, right? So what is your question to me? Do I agree with that? Uh, yeah, my question to you is, as even though you haven't been reading these think pieces, I think you have a sense of kind of what the general tenor of the conversation is around Kanye West right now. And so my question to you is kind of how, how valid is that perspective does that perspective matter um, when we talk about Kanye West and, and the things that he's saying and the things that he's doing, like tweeting out pictures of him in the MAGA hat? Uh, yes, it, I think it absolutely is important to consider all those aspects of Kanye when trying to dissect the meaning of his words. Because what I think the issue is, is people, um, well, it's actually pretty layered, so let me break down one thing. I think people are quick to parse out people's words in general, not even just Kanye West and sort of attach those words to uh, sort of a binary political dogma that we have in this country. So that's probably the largest aspect of it. If someone says something in the public eye and then people quickly assess if it agrees with their ideology or not, if it does, they you know give them a thumbs up or like their comment or share their video or whatever. And if it doesn't, then they say, well, screw you, dude, you're an idiot. I hate you. You're the enemy. And demonization ensues. Now, when asked compounded by people's general public perception of Kanye, I think the, the trigger on those uh, demonization accusations and thoughts is so much quicker. And that is the enemy of nuance and empathy and context. Does that make any sense? That is so beautifully put. I, and I love this. Like it's it's so perfect, like this idea that like it's compounded by what they already think and feel about Kanye West because 
everybody's got something to say about Kanye West. It doesn't matter if you know Kanye West at all, if you have listened to at least one piece of his body of work at all. You get to have a say because he's constantly in the public eye. Um, he is he is the world's biggest superstar. Um, and because he is that person, uh, everyone feels like they're entitled to their opinion about what he's doing, regardless if they have any understanding about what he's saying and why he's saying it. A hundred percent. I think some of that comes from him being such an honest artist and whatever honest means when it's a person that you don't actually interact with, like, you know, that's, that's a whole separate thing. But as an artist who proclaims to be honest and who I, I think is relatively honest in his work about his past and his present and his future, it, I think that gives people a sense that they know enough to form these opinions. Whereas someone who's a little more mysterious, like, like Jay-Z and Beyonce, we don't know anything about their actual lives except what they choose to tell us, right? So I think if if Kanye had been in a position of, say, Jay-Z with the whole lemonade scenario, the forgiveness that Jay-Z received by putting out 444 and talking about, oh, man, I screwed up, cheating on Beyonce, like, you know, I have these weaknesses as a man, and it's going to affect my family, and blah, blah, blah. Everybody was like, oh, it's all good, dude. No, no big deal, even though we all love Beyonce more than anything else in the entire world. Like, it's okay. But if Kanye had done the exact same thing, because there is so much information that he's chosen to share about his life and his journey and the things that he's been through, people can point to where they think they've given him more chances and that he's blown those supposed chances. And so the trigger, again, is so quick to be pulled on, no, we're kind of over you, dude. Whereas, like, you don't know what Jay-Z's been doing. He could be a habitual line stepper. You don't know. He just chooses to keep that on the low. So you're like, oh, this first time, like, oh, man, I, I get it. I know it's Beyonce, but still, like, man, relationships are hard, and it's easy to lose sight of what's important, especially when you've been with somebody for so long, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just saying all that to give context to it's it's about the information that an artist gives you to let them into their lives for you to make an assessment about them. That is, again, super well put. Um, so, again, I think a lot of what we've done um, with this pod is is look at nuance in exactly the way you're describing and, like, really breaking down the layers um, to which certain things and art and topics exist in this world. Um, and so I, I have a question. Um, you know, right now we're, we are setting up a strong uh, foundation to begin to what it sounds like we're about to do, uh, defend Kanye. <laughs> um, and we're, we're leveraging empathy for Kanye to, to accomplish this. Um, how is leveraging empathy for Kanye, who is a very polarizing figure, different from leveraging empathy for another polarizing figure, say Donald Trump? And and I'll say, I say this because I actually am recognizing uh, my own internal hypocrite, because I have never tried to look into the life of Donald Trump. I don't know this dude as a person. Um, I don't know anything about his life and journey other than what John Oliver told me. And so I'm, I'm posing this question around how is what we are about to do for Kanye different than what maybe, presumably, um, alt-right um, people and Fox does for Donald Trump? Ooh. Well, I can tell you the way that I explain it to myself. And if you think it's still unfair, then we can unpack that. But I think... The way that I frame it personally is looking at a person's intentions and what their purported goals are. And since Kanye is somebody that I've followed for over a decade now and someone who I have spent a lot of time investigating and uh, empathizing with, 
I, I feel like I have something of a, a loose understanding of what Kanye hopes to achieve and uh, who he hopes to achieve those things for. So when he says things that deviate from what traditionally um, would be a thought that accompanies those uh, or that trajectory, I can sort of course correct it in my mind because I know where he's trying to get to. So when he veers off course, it's like, okay, I can see that maybe I wouldn't have taken that turn but I get that he's still headed in the direction that he said he's trying to get to. Whereas with someone like Trump, who maybe I don't understand as well, um, but based on his policies and the policies that he hopes to create, those are the goals that I have to assume he has for himself and for this country. And when he's trying to achieve those and his behavior deviates from the path of somebody who would normally be trying to achieve that, uh, I don't have empathy for him because I don't support what he's trying to accomplish. Whereas with Kanye, I, I completely support what he's trying to do, which is, I mean, we can go on a whole list of what he wants to do. <laughs> he has a, a whole uh, chart that somebody should look up. Just Google uh, Donda, um, oh shoot, what is it called? The Donda dream chart or whatever. It's beautiful. There's like 50 things on it of everything he wants to do. That's absolutely gorgeous. It's it's great. Um, but as far as Trump goes, we already know what he wants to do, and it's not something that I support at all. I like this. So it's it's a lot of the empathy is about kind of the end, the self-proclaimed, or not not even necessarily self-proclaimed, uh, but the understood end game of the individual. And since like you are on board with Kanye's end game, you're able to kind of leverage empathy and kind of defend his views and his statements, etc. cetera. Uh, whereas with Donald Trump, that end game is completely and. It's an antithesis to like what maybe you're hoping for and trying to um, hear about. Um, and so you can't really leverage empathy to help defend that because it doesn't get you anywhere because you don't agree with the end goal. Exactly. I like it. I like it. You think that's fair? Is that is that a fair way to to, uh, to empathize or to not with somebody? Uh, who, am, who am I to judge what's fair? I mean, <laughs> but I, I think that that is internally consistent and makes a lot of sense. So I think it's fair game to use that argument. I think it's great. But let's talk about it. Okay. So, Kanye comes on Twitter. It's 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 beautiful. It's a beautiful thing though, let's be real, right? Like this dude is like live tweeting as he self-proclaims like a philosophy book in real time for us to consume. Um and we are boy are we consuming it. Dude. Oh my god, are we consuming it? I wake up um, and read these tweets. They make they they start my day off right. I'm not going to lie. Right. <laughs> and, maybe, and like maybe I shouldn't be, but I do. And I mean, let's be real. I mean, that's kind of what he's hoping for. He wants to start off people's days right. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we can get into that. Um, but so here he is live tweeting this philosophy book. And then here we go with su express support for Donald Trump. Signed MAGA hat, which he tells us that he has kept in a closet for a year and a half because he was ashamed of it. Um, maybe he wasn't ashamed of it, but he was a like to some degree afraid of, of flaunting it. Uh, then he's wearing it while, like, I think presumably uh, demoing uh, one of the songs from his album. And uh, then, uh, oh, who are the two people he took a picture with? Um, I don't know, these two white dudes. One of dudes. them was Lior Cohen. Yes. And then, and then being, uh, and then, you know, taking snapshots of his, uh, screenshots of his conversation with John Legend, who, like, you know, prop, props to John Legend, man. Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, trying. like. I think I think what's really cool though, and so I, sorry, I'm already going off on a tangent. I'm supposed to be summarizing what Kanye's been doing, um, but it's cool to see kind of the people around him voicing uh, their perspective to him. 
Um, so anyways, I think that's a, that's an overall, like, I think that's a fair summary of the things that happened and like, which led into a whole other, uh, storm of responses in popular media. Um, and so, so, so Patrick, there are a lot of people just like John Legend expressing a lot of hurt to Kanye, um, about this position that he has, um, exclaimed on Twitter, um, a position that he refuses to back down from, um, a position which, you know, just like John Legend put, and as T.I. put so well um, on the on Yavers the People, that this has some real-world and practical consequences. Um, and the, 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 con- the tenor of the conversation, again, um, in popular media and by the people voicing their dissent to Kanye, is that this has real-world negative consequences um, and that he is being uh, willful, willfully ignorant of those consequences uh, by supporting, uh, by expressing support for the person that is Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, I think that that is a mischaracterization of what's actually happening. Um, not on your part, but by the part of people that are actually saying those things. Um, because again, this is a layered issue where I think some people are saying this, like, you know, Joe blow people just on Twitter who, you know, are just eggs. Um, (laughs) saying screw you Kanye because there's a certain amount of I mean I think to a lot of us Kanye was sort of almost a mascot for our beliefs or uh you and I were talking off mic about proxies and things like that before in a different context but I think Kanye and people like him who um so closely adhere to sort of a collective ideology of a, of a subculture and of a minority community. I think there's an expectation of people like him as proxies to be out in the world fighting for causes that benefit that same community and subculture. And I think it's a little bit unfair to put that on someone else when they deviate from that. I don't think that deviation is necessarily an insult and it should actually reflect that there's more of an onus on the people who have those expectations of them to be more involved and to affect the change that they are hoping to see uh, from someone like Kanye achieve for them. Like I think a lot of the outrage is Kanye's supposed to be out there fighting for us and now he's not fighting for us in the way that I wanted him to. But a lot of these people who are saying that I doubt are doing anything to rectify it for themselves so it's that feeling of powerlessness of like you were fighting it for me and now you're not there's a void there's a vacuum there and i think people who are maybe more engaged not only with kanye but with social change they're while some of them are still upset i think it's to a lesser degree and they're they're not as quick to say f you kanye um because they're like well you know, for one thing, they paid attention to the signs of someone like Kanye and how he thinks about things, but also that they know that there are other avenues to achieve what we're trying to to get done. I love that. Oh my God, I do. I do because, uh, you know what it reminds me of, Patrick? It reminds me of uh, the conversation that we had around Kendrick Lamar. Um, and there being this, you, I don't know if you remember this, but this headline around, I don't know, some bowl game, you know, I don't know anything about sports. Um, I don't know. <laughs> there's probably, it was probably a football game. That sounds right. Um, and like, so there's some big game that was happening and, um, was it going to be, I don't remember if it was Donald Trump or Mike Pence that was going to be in attendance. Trump and was there was, there. yeah, it was the Alabama was this, game, right? Sure, I don't know. That's a state. Um, <laughs> and there was this huge expectation that Kendrick would, quote unquote, do something about it, right? That Kendrick has done so much um, 
for for people of color for for black culture for for kind of like making statements that it was just it was it was like this unsaid truth of course kendrick is going to take the stage and do something in donald trump's face like of course he's going to and then he didn't and it was suddenly like this huge letdown and at the same time this like immediate like oh man, we need to get more self-aware and realize, like, we can't expect our artists to carry these burdens for us. Like, they're doing their work. They're putting out art and music that enables movement and change and self-esteem and awareness. Like, they're already doing so much work. Why do they have to carry the load of, of social and political change as well? And I think, man, as I'm saying this, I'm, like, tying this back into Kanye and a lot of what he's been doing and saying and a lot of what he's said and done in the past, which is the end end point that Kanye makes which is Kanye fans are not fans of Kanye they're fans of themselves because like this is like this is the work he's trying to accomplish he's trying to give people esteem demonstrate to them that they are valuable in and of themselves and if you believe that if you take that to the bank then like your opinion your voice the ideas that you have all of those things matter and they should matter and you should do something with them and Kanye is again just kind of demonstrating his own willingness to kind of break out of molds like he's going to say what he wants to say and you should say what you want to say and you should demonstrate why what you're saying is valuable and important 100 percent, 100 percent. and i i think the outrage over kanye is a reflection on probably the dearth of representation that a lot of people of color feel is going on like uh, like white folks don't hate that bruce willis is republican <laughs> they love bruce willis still you know, like liberal white people love Bruce Willis. And I'm, I'm focusing on him because he's the first Republican I thought of who's like a Hollywood elite or whatever. And that's fine. They don't care because they have every other white person who's a liberal in Hollywood. They, like it's it's not a big deal. Uh, but because Kanye is so I mean, a lot of people even became a fan of Kanye because of the George Bush telethon situation. So I think since that was such a lightning rod for attention, that is the expectation for him moving forward. And they, I think they sort of plotted a trajectory for him politically and socially from that moment on. Whereas if you look at everything he's done musically and socially and uh, even just interview-wise um, since then, it has it's had very little to do with that trajectory. So the fact that this is coming up now, I don't think is a surprise to anybody who's been paying attention, which goes back to my point earlier which is that people pay very intermittent attention to what Kanye is doing. So it's been George Bush telethon uh, to uh, 50 Cent battle to walking up on stage to Taylor Swift to something about, um, oh, the, the Beck situation to then, um, oh, he got Taylor Swift back. Mm, oh, yeah. man, they clowned Taylor Swift. And now this. Like, it, those have been the moments that people who aren't listening to Kanye have witnessed. So that's that's where a lot of this stuff comes from as well. I like that. I like I like that this is that there's also a piece like you know, people are just unaware. Like there's there was an expectation of who Kanye would be, and he hasn't had a political trajectory, which he you know acknowledges himself on Twitter. He's like, I'm not Democrat or Republican. I don't really follow politics. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, we get that, Kanye. <laughs> Yeah, we get it. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't like to read, bro. I um, mean, uh, I was so glad that that uh, Rosenberg right, mentioned that the other day because that was something I thought when I was reading his tweets. Like Kanye has said many times, he doesn't like to read. Uh, right, he's a self-proclaimed non-reader. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, which is again, it's it's super important in understanding who Kanye is as a person. And man, Kanye, 
is in touch with kind of where he's at emotionally. And I think that that is super important because, I mean, that's something that this whole world could work on. Um, and and ties into this whole, I think, the bigger point that Kanye is making, or at least from my perspective that he's making, um, which is, like, this new kick about love, uh, like, love and empathy, right? And he says this on Ye vs. The, the People, um, which is... Like, you know, he rocks the hat and he brings empathy and love to that hat, which, like, is not something that existed before. Um, and I actually think that that is potent. Um, I don't know what you think, Patrick, but, like, I loved that line. And I was just like, oh, my God, dude, you're just so right. Like, yes, by rocking that hat, you are shifting the perspective and you are bringing something to that hat that has not existed before. And maybe, like, if Kanye wears that hat making America great again can mean something very different than the message that it's the messaging that has been like put on that term up until now. Right. Um, and that was I the, think that is sorry. so powerful. Yeah. No, go for it. I was going to say that was the same conversation that was surrounding his tour merch when he did the Yeezus tour, when he was selling Confederate flag materials. Do you remember this? No, it was like jackets and shirts that had like the Confederate flag on them. And people were losing their minds of like, how could you use like this racist propaganda, blah, 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 blah. And essentially his statement was like, I'm going to make money off of the thing that held us down for so long and continues to. And he was like, I'm I'm," essentially he's like, I'm going to take it back (laughs) and we're we're just going to we're just going to change the the meaning of it. And the same I mean, it got the same reaction as the MAGA hat stuff did, which is like, you're an idiot. You can't do that. Uh, This is hurtful to people. How dare you? So, you know, he's used to this kind of thing. Yes. Yes, he very much is. Um, He is he is no stranger to controversy Um, (laughs) by any means, by any means. (laughs) I want to respond to your your commentary about the whole love piece because I think that is another thing that's been overlooked in all of this. Again, like the things that are lightning rods that people pay attention to. If mm-hmm. you, I think people aren't reading all the tweets in between, and they, they were they're too not. quick. They're too quick to unfollow. Yes. And uh, if you again put it into context, put it into context. All he said he did not, he never said I. I mean, well, aside from a few months ago when he said I would have voted for Trump, but now. So just, just to actually, just to plug right there for a second, I'm going to interrupt you. Is like, so what? Because I was reading this one of these think pieces. He said I would have voted on Trump. He did. Uh, which, he did say that. Which, which according, which is like potentially open to interpretation. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'm just I'm plugging that. I'm plugging that. You know, we're defending Kanye. We got our shields up right now, right? right Come on. Exactly. Exactly. That was pre rehab. <laughs> we don't know what kind of opiates he was on. Anyway. Where was I going with that? Uh, oh, okay. So reading the tweets uh, surrounding his commentary about Donald Trump, what what he's saying is he never said, like, I am rocking with Donald Trump's policies. All he said is, I love Trump. He is my brother. I support him. Like, I knew him before he was president. Like, I love him, right? And then every other tweet around that has been talking about how we should love each other and that he's on this love wave. And that it's easier to hate than it is to love. And he's, he's chosen to choose love always, no matter what. And again, one step back with more context. Kanye West is purportedly, of his of his own words, that he is a man of God and uh, a follower of Jesus and a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. The main tenet of Christianity from the, the lips of Jesus Christ is love, right? That's the most important thing. Love your enemy, all that stuff. Right. Love, love, 
love, love, love. If you read all the, the red letters in the Bible, half of them are about love. So, uh, which I, I feel like that's where Chance got into trouble um, defending Kanye, uh, because he's like, bro, like, that's my brother in Christ. Like, he's saying love stuff. Like, it's cool. We can have diversity of thought, right? Um, but then he got dragged for supporting Kanye, so... Sorry, Chance. But we can do that because no one cares about us. Um, so it's okay. But um, yeah, Kanye's on this love wave. And I think people are are taking his support uh, or no, not even his support. They're taking his words of love as uh, a meaning of co-signing Trump's behavior. And I think those are very different things. I think, in fact, to love someone in spite of their terrible behavior is more powerful than to uh, than to co-sign their hateful behavior, if that makes sense. Which I think is actually like just super powerful and and it speaks to the divide in this country actually um, is that we as we have become more and more of a bipartisan nation um, we are not able to reach across the aisle anymore we're not able to express empathy and understanding to the people that have views that are different to us and so we're we're enclosing ourselves in these bubbles in which we are getting further and further away from people right around the corner who do not think the way we do and which removes us from being able to have any sort of empathy and love and care and like well no wonder no bills are passing in congress because no one cares about anyone else and they're just trying to defend their own you know belief system um or ideology and so you know i I actually think Kanye's making a huge point right now and no one's paying attention. <laughs> Everyone's For like, sure. oh, you're so stupid, man. You're a black man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> uh, totally. No, for sure, man. And you know what? I, I, I hate to beat a drum that I, I, I beat everywhere in my life, which is when people try to define what a subculture is supposed to be. And Kanye is a black dude which means that whatever Kanye does is what a black person can do. They can choose to do. It's within the realm of, of black life and black choice to either be Republican, which Kanye is not. He said he doesn't even know what conservatism is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, you know, that gotta hurts. Love that. <laughs> that, gotta that hurts love me. that. Gotta love that. But black people can be Republicans. Uh, black people can choose to love people that other people hate. Black people can be outspoken. They can choose to uh, not subscribe to monolithic ideas. They can see gray areas in things, even when those gray areas, uh, you know, ruffle some feathers in their own community. I think that's that's okay. What I think is not okay is to react to uh, sort of a disparity in in communal thought by saying "screw you, dude." I think that is the the worst knee-jerk reaction and that's really what hurt me the most this last week is not even mm-hmm. what Kanye said because like like we've talked about we understand where Kanye comes from with a lot of this stuff and even though we don't like it and it might put some some chinks in in your shield or whatever you, whatever you said um you know we can deal with it because we understand but there are people whose just first reaction is like it's just such a, a tribalism mentality of you said something that I don't agree with so screw you bro just, just get out of here. Like, I'm done with you. And it's, I just don't understand where that impulse comes from because I don't get how that helps you at all. In any, in any way. It doesn't help the person that you hate, and it doesn't help further your own cause. You've only diminished the amount of people who could even support you. So where, where does that impulse come from to, to just say F off? Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, I think that this goes back around and speaks to kind of the value of people like John Legend and T.I. who obviously know Kanye much better than these like random people posting these think pieces, which is like, oh, man, what an interesting thing that you've expressed. Why don't we talk about this a little bit? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Because like we love you. And like that again, like this, this, how is this not the default mode with someone who's been so important? Um, and, and, and not even in just in regards to like black excellence, um, but in regards to, again, just people in general and like lifting them up and making his like musical career, career revolve around this idea about, about lifting people up, which is where lift yourself comes in. Oh man. (laughs) Oh man. Should we get into lift yourself? (laughs) We can get into lift yourself. Um, <laughs> I do want. I do want to say one thing before we get into lift yourself. Okay. Um, so I actually. So I brought up this whole Kanye thing with my with my medical students. Um, uh, <laughs> on like Thursday morning or something. Oh no. Oh no. And they were like, "What the what?" <laughs> um, <laughs> so they did bring up one thing, and so like again, I'm I'm actually like I'm to- I'm totally like now I'm like back on I'm got my shield up again for the most part. Uh, but one thing I wanted to ask you about, um, and it, it, it did rub me the wrong way. I'm, I, 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 I will say I do not align myself with Kanye on this matter. Um, and this is a problem for me and I am, I'm upset about it. Um, so one of them told me like, oh, you know, Kanye has been trashed for a while. And I was like, whoa. Um, and they were like, well, you know, like he said that thing about Kylie. Um, and I was like, what? <laughs> um, and so I looked this up and Kanye like apparently gave Tyga props for, getting in early <laughs> Tyga was like 25 and kylie was like 17 and i was like yo yeah that's true i'm not down with that <laughs> i i yeah he said that on the breakfast club i remember him saying that now with yeah. Tyga, um mm-hmm. mentioning Tyga, you're yeah. executive producing his album yeah. do you feel like his relationship with your sister-in-law is inappropriate i think that <laughs> that's a good question right there uh <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I think that uh I think he I think he got in early. I think he was smart. I <laughs> <laughs> told him he's red shirting him. And I said that's a great red shirt prospect. And let's be clear, Russell was thirty five when he met Kamora, she was seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't you know. They close but I'm from in the South too though, so I don't They closer in age than a lot of relationships that I know, you know. He's twenty five, she'll be eighteen in August. Like yeah, I, I I knew Tiger was smart, you know. <laughs> Let's well, he, no, 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 Tiger, yeah, yeah. Tiger came up here though and said they were just friends. I mean, that's what he's supposed to say, but yeah, I can't speak on. I can't speak on <laughs> the relationship. Did. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. that. We appreciate that. <laughs> that yeah. was that was the same interview where uh, Amber got upset that he said Kim made him take like fifty thousand showers before they hooked up mm-hmm. after he left. Amber. Yep. Yeah, I remember it's the that. same one, same one, which is also not okay. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Because <laughs> okay, like well, right now we're in like full Kanye defense mode for the most part. Sure. Um, and this was like this was a moment where I was like, okay, I'm gonna take this thing and I'm gonna be like, you know, I still love Kanye overall. This right. is a thing I disagree with Kanye. <laughs> not okay. Yes. Um, it's funny because I was just talking to another friend of mine about this yesterday, just about. Uh, the the kardashian jenner clan in general and how no one seems to care about the whole tiger situation that was kind of glossed over um i okay well to be fair let me just back up and say that 17 is of legal age in many states oh oh patrick don't do that don't do that hold on hold on hold on <laughs> 
hold on, Jay. Gosh, hold on. I I just want to <laughs> state facts before I give my opinion. Okay, and I don't know. I don't know what state they were dating each other in, but 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 okay. But I do not agree with the concept of getting in early and like sort of brainwashing a young person into loving you or whatever Tyga did. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> preying on someone who is much more immature and less experienced and probably influenced by people forget that Tyga was like gonna be a thing. <laughs> so I know he's like corny and a joke now. But like when Rack City was popping, like it was like, oh okay, Tyga might be dope. Um, Rack Rack City. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, he did have like some mystique and allure and it also fit into the whole Kardashian ethos of like date a poppin' black dude and make that part of your brand. You know, but um but I don't I yeah, I don't agree that that's like an okay thing. And I I also don't and maybe this is me just being, you know, the the, the Kanye apologist that I am. I think given the context, uh he was on the Breakfast Club, right? And he's just like I think looking at his other comments that he made about other things, including that Amber thing, he was being very flippant about a lot of the things that he was saying, irresponsibly so, I will probably add. Um, I don't think he thinks it's cool to, like, sleep with her, but he's also like, well, that's, like, my sister-in-law, and, like, Tyga's on my label, and they're together. What am I going to say? You know, like, what am I going to say? Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Tiger, that's gross, bro. Or Tyga. Sorry, I want to put an R there. The hard R is <laughs> never a good thing. Um, no, so it's I th- not. <laughs> so I think he was, uh, you know, I think irresponsibly so, but he was he was writing for his guy. And uh, so I get it, but, I, but I'm not cool with it, if that answers your question. That was a long it's answer perfect. to a short question. No, it's such a good answer. See, this is what I'm talking about, Patrick. You know, this is why I love you. Right? <laughs> you know, like, this is just, it's so much nuance, and I love it. And I think that the point that you just made, whether you realized you made it or not, is that, like, we can love and understand Kanye and still disagree with him, and that is okay. That's okay, man. Um, And... Like, look, like, let's all get on board. Like, yeah, maybe we, we don't fully agree with him with the whole MAGA hat situation, but he is doing something really important um, and powerful. And to dismiss him and to hate him and to be mad at him just because he is a black person with some influence and power and to like and to just assume he's subverting you is probably not the best response. I agree. A hundred percent. Even the response to him, because um, I'm sure you saw this, that he's thinking of using the mugshot of the surgeon that uh, his mom died under the care of as his album cover. Um, which when I So because I get the tweet notifications, I just see the tweet, right? I don't hear the, the news around it. So I see that and I'm like, oh, shoot, that's kind of dope. <laughs> like if the idea is like love everyone and then he uses the picture of the guy that we could say killed his mom, that's crazy powerful, dude. Like the, the amount of forgiveness that that takes is incredible immense. incredible yep. it is immense you know and forgiveness is also a drum that i beat pretty heavily in my personal life that i do i do run into butting heads with uh because everyone has their own line of what is unforgivable and what isn't and i'm sort of of the thought that there is no line of unforgivability like you sh- everything is forgivable oh, um look at that that's real yeah which you know if we want to like throw it back to to jesus which we can for a quick sec uh he co-signed that exact same thing. So, you know, whatever. That's actually where I got it from. So it's fine. Um, You're just like on the same page as Jesus. No big deal. <laughs> but no, like, um, but I did see some pushback afterwards of like, oh, you're going to use like a mugshot of a black dude on your album cover. Like, how could you? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, again, that's just taking it right out of context, bro. Like, you're just looking at a face value. Like, okay, yes, it is a mugshot photo of that guy. 
but why why was his mugshot taken? <laughs> Do you understand that? And what does that mugshot mean to the person whose mom died as a result of the procedure this man performed on her? Like, I, it's just people like are looking for ways to to misconstrue things, and I that's again that's uh, an impulse that I don't understand. Like why. I don't want to get too sociological or psychological, but I just I just don't understand why people want to do that. I don't know what pleasure it brings them in their life. Anyway, I don't mean to go on a tangent about that, but that's that was just another example of people doing that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Love y'all. Love. 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 Speaking uh, of love, which, oh yeah, we can we can get into lift yourself now if you want to. Oh, we can get into lift yourself. Let's because man, do I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> oh my god, I should not love that song so much, but uh, oh my god, I do. God, and you know, it just it should make every single artist in the world upset <laughs> that Kanye can just flip a sample, like make that beat, and then say "scoop, Didi whoop, poop." <laughs> And his song will be better than yours. Like you should Scoop-dee. be mad. Scoop D. Scoop D whoop. You should be so mad. It's so good. Uh, but bro. remember, just lift yourself. Don't give up. Don't give up just because exactly. he's that good. You can get on that level. Just just keep working. Dude, I'm telling you. Like, okay, let me be real for a sec. When I, I, I told you this off mic already, but I was out with some friends when I saw the notification that he dropped the song, right? Because he already tweeted earlier that day that he was going to put one out. And I was like, well, that could be today. It could be, you know, whenever. But then I saw the notification that it was out. I was like, oh, shoot. I cannot wait to get home and bump that track. It's going to make me feel so much better. And then uh, I get here. I put it on. The first, like, you know, 45 seconds is just the sickest soul chopped up beat ever. The drums are kicking. And I was like, oh, shoot. And then he, like, intros his verse. He's like, yo, it's about to be fire. Bars. Bars. And then what does he do? He drops the... The poopty scoop. <laughs> the first poopty scoop. I'm like, okay, where is he going with poopty scoop? Is that a shout out to Ebro or something? And then when he rhymed it with scoopty whoop, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is nonsense. <laughs> He's not actually going to drop a fire verse. Wow. Okay. And for I think the next 10 seconds after that, I was heated. I was so heated, man. I was like, bro, I spent all week <laughs> defending you okay do not come at me with this whack song okay i was so gassed for the first half of it but then around like the last whoop did he scoop that's when i was like you know what this is hilarious and he's having a laugh about everything we're talking about because he's just like listen y'all i'm just trying to love people you can take it or leave it it's cool and i want you to know that i'm such a musical genius i can make this amazing song and just throw it away with this crappy verse. Not even give it a second thought. And y'all still gonna bump it. Which I do. I bumped it every day since it came out because the beat is yes, fire. That oh. beat is fire. I love that track. Oh my gosh. I listened to it three times before we even started this podcast. <laughs> oh my god, that's the right call. Yeah, I listened I listen to it. But I only listened to it once. I'm sorry. I listened oh, to it that's okay, bro. That's okay. You've probably listened to Yay versus the People more than I have. So. Yes, I have. Okay. I love that song. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. The fact... Okay, and again, can we talk about this? Like, everyone's having a conversation about Kanye, and Kanye's like, you know what? I'm going to turn it into a song. Ooh. Yo, T.I., you want to jump on this? All right, let's nice. let's let's trade bars. Let's go. I, I give props to T.I. for even jumping on that song. Dude, for real. And, like, man, I miss T.I. I didn't, like, realize I miss T.I., but, like, that was cool hearing him, like, spit some real stuff. Totally. 
Totally, man. I I would love another remix. Not another remix. I would love a remix of that song of just like different people. Hopping. Where are you at, John Legend? Where are you at, Frank Ocean? Where are you at, Kendrick? Oh my god. You know, like okay. And the, and so can we take a second to just be like, like hopefully this love everyone thing is going somewhere beautiful. And do, you've yes. got to be thinking what I'm thinking, right? Tell me, what are you thinking? No, no, no. I'm like you've got to be thinking what I'm thinking. Like who who does he need to show love to so that we can get that track, so that we can get that. So we can get that. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go in a, t- in a Taylor Swift direction. <laughs> oh, I actually have that in my head as well. Oh, um, okay. But, but, but you, you mean, know who you I'm mean, talking, talking about. about. You're talking about the big homie. I'm talking about the big homie, big brother. Uh, okay, yes. Bro, if we get that uh, that August Watch the Throne release, that would be insane. Watch the Throne 2. Oh, that the squeakwall. Oh, man, that would be the sick. The squeakwall. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is what I'm hoping for, right? Yeah. I'm hoping for... I'm hoping for like love to be expressed to Jay Z, and Jay Z's gonna come back. He's gonna be on one of these seven tracks. Ooh. Uh, I want, <laughs> I want him to apologize to Taylor Swift. I want to see what comes of that. Like, is there any redemption for him with T Swift? Like, I would be thrilled. Like, I would think that that was amazing and hilarious. Also, if T Swift does like a chorus on a Kanye song, like, yo, man. Everyone's gonna be that's, that. Now you got the whole world listening. That's right? true. You got all the white people. You got all the black people. You got all the people. All the PLCs who've been listening about. Like, let's Ooh. just let's 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 do it. That's I want to hear point. that song. That's a good point. I want to hear every that song. white person who hates Donald Trump loves Taylor Swift. So exactly. he he would have all the white people. He would have them all. Yikes. Um. And so, anyways, I I actually want that track. I know that's stupid, but I want it. <laughs> like I want it. I really do. I mean, I'll take it as like a Good Friday release. I don't really want it on like an album, but oh, you know, I, that's actually yeah, no, that's a fair point. Like maybe I don't want it on the album, but dude, come on, like he's Kanye. Like he puts anyone and everyone exactly like where they need to be. It's true. All right, like he would find the right way to use her, and it would be like this enormous and gorgeous track. Like. Man. You just know it. That would actually be a great theme for the Good Fridays leading up to the album release. It's just like songs about love with people that he's has some beef with, kind of. Yes. Like, yo, if you can actually get Cole on a track, who is, like, so anti-Kanye at this point, it's ridiculous. Like, I've actually liked Cole less recently because of his anti-Kanye feelings. His anti-Kanye feelings, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm not proud of, but it's true. We need to get Kanye and Cole on a track. Like, that's, yeah, Kanye, Cole, Jay, Taylor Swift, like, that seems like a good gig. That sounds awful, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) maybe it'll happen. I I don't know. See, you don't know. You don't know. You just need to let Kanye be Kanye, and it's going to be beautiful. So I feel like I feel like we we touched on all the quadrants of what was going on with Yeezy this last week. I mean, I my my fandom did not really take too many hits um, because I've been writing with Kanye for so long. There's nothing he could say that would ever shock me. Um, I was mostly when I heard it, my heart sank because I knew what was going to happen around it, and that that's what killed me. Especially because he was having so much goodwill with the last. The, the few days before that with the tweets and the album announcements and everyone's like, oh yeah, easy bag, easy bag, oh crazy. And uh, his reputation for like Polo Yeezy had returned. Like he was like chopping up the beats. He was producing everything himself. Like people were excited for his his triumphant return. And then this whole Trump stuff came out and I knew people would take it the wrong way. Um, which, you know, they're entitled to. I don't want to say they're not, but I, I just disagree with their methods um, and strongly encourage empathy and love and understanding always but uh but i never i never wavered um i was mostly just getting tired of people asking me what i thought about it and i'm like guys i'm gonna record a podcast at some point don't worry about it 
Yeah, you'll, you'll get all of the thoughts. You know, because nobody wanted to hear this whole hour, like, in a conversation with them. No, they don't. They don't have to. And so this, this is the other thing, right? No one's got the patience for it. No, no one wants to hear about the nuances. They want to just tell you, like, but look at all these things Kanye did wrong. And you're like, but, like, context. Exactly. Like, what if I listed all the things that you did wrong? You know, the person <laughs> I'm talking to. Like, I could exactly. make you look like a huge jerk to everybody. Yep. But you're also, like, everything good about you also. So mm-hmm. that's why we love you, right? You know, but people people don't want to think about that, especially when you when you're not in their face. You're just like an idea or an album in their Spotify playlist. Like they, you know, we don't care. You're just a name. You're you're a song that I like, and that's that's sad. And that's I mean I think that's that's a wrap. Like so, just like remember y'all like love, empathy, context, nuance. Like these things are important, and and Kanye is no exception. And if nothing else, whoop diddy scoop poop. Yeah. Scoop di whoop di poop poop. <laughs> and that's what Kanye's got to say about it. <laughs> All right, we out, y'all. We out. Peace. The hang-ups we have today that we need to fight for. For liberty, lift yourself up on your feet. Let's get it on. Lift yourself up on your feet. Let's get it on. Whoop-dee-dee-scoop-poop. <laughs> <laughs>